Good morning, this is Clay McCoslin sitting in for Julie Pastrick, and you're listening to the Chamber Biz Buzz, brought to you by the Flagstaff Chamber of Commerce. This morning, my guest is Evan Anderson, and he's with the Drinking Horn Meadery here in Flagstaff. Good morning, Evan. Good morning, Clay. How are you doing? I'm doing well, buddy. Good, good, good. to see you again. Yeah, good to see you as well. So we were just catching up a minute off the air, and you were telling me that it's been two years now since you've been in your location. Two years. Two years. It's a fast two years. It is a very fast two years. I, we were just talking about the COVID year. seemed like it's just a blur. That's like the asterisks, right? Yeah, They really talk about is. the baseball asterisks. This is the like the life asterisks for the last couple of years. It really is. You can just take all the data from those two years and just kind of crumple it up. It's just a blurry blur. Exactly. So tell us about what's going on with Drinking Horn Meadery. I know that you guys have just been expanding and expanding. And so tell us about all of this. Yeah, we've got routes now all the way out to Bullhead City and Kingman and Lake Havasu City out that way. So we've pretty much got full state coverage with our wholesale at this point. which is terrific. Yeah, which is a good thing for us. I've been wanting to do it for a while and finally got my act together in the last few months. Wow. that's been good. We just did a collaboration with Audubon Society. Wow. So that was a pretty fun one. It was our Ohay Pinion J Mead. It's okay. a prickly pear and juniper berries. Oh my goodness. So it kind of starts like a prickly pear mead and finishes tasting sort of like a gin. Did you bring any samplers? I wish. I know, right? <laughs> well, early mornings. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We're in radio. We can get away with a lot of things around here. <laughs> they can't so, see what's in my cup. Exactly. It's only water. So for those that don't know about mead, I know I was kind of naive to it. When you and I first met, you were telling me about this product and I was like, well, what is it? So yeah, it's fermented honey. Just like wine uses grapes, beer uses grain, we use honey and ferment it into alcohol. Wow. And that's kind of the most basic of it. It's as far as we know, mankind's oldest known alcoholic beverage and breakfast of champions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get involved in all of this? It started when my wife and I got married. I made a whole bunch of mead for the wedding and about 30 gallons of it because the term honeymoon comes from uh. mead. You're supposed to have enough honey wine to last a moon cycle. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to try to be romantic and made some for the wedding. That's awesome. I was a fish biologist before this. Okay. And when we got married, everybody drank all the mead so fast that I was like, well, maybe we're on <laughs> maybe to something here. Yeah, for sure. And just kind of went down the rabbit hole from there. How many years has that been now? I had started seven years ago. Okay. And then we started making sales in February, 2017. Wow. And like from first year of sales to this year, I don't know hundreds, thousands of percent increase. So it's, <laughs> well, I'm always good. impressed. Well, I was just you. actually at Majestic Marketplace the other day walking through there and saw your display. I mean, there was a ton of different product up there. Oh, but we love Majestic Marketplace. Yeah. Sam gives us some good shelf space over good. there. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's a great guy. So tell me, you broke off from the honeymoon, right? And then you're like, okay, let's start trying these different flavors. Do you find a recipe or you guys kind of taste test and go, okay, these are some that should stick? Kind of a bit of taste testing for sure. The original recipe started with a bunch of old monks books that I had been reading that like stuff that they had transcribed. They kind of laid out the way they were doing it. Okay. And I mean, there's some thoughts that say that like monasteries and stuff were actually able to keep meat alive because they were rinsing all the honey out of the comb to use the comb for wax. Kind of like a mother's when you're talking about wine, they've got that what they call those bitters right at the bottom of the barrel. Right. Is that what this is? The yeah, same kind of scenario? Of, yeah. Okay. And they would kind of, they would wash the honey out of the honeycomb and then mm-hmm. they'd take the wax from it. And okay. there's like an old lore story where supposedly like one of the monks left the pot for too long without cleaning it back out and it started to ferment. Oh, wow. So like, I think mead's a whole lot older than that. I think we've had <laughs> it quite possibly since before agriculture. So. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, Have you it's always been fun. into history? I mean, is that where you kind of go, okay, let's try this, you know, the meadery thing or are you a Viking connoisseur? I mean, how do you? A little bit. I mean, it's definitely my heritage 
heritage for sure. If you believe my mother, we've got direct bloodlines back to like Eric the Red and stuff wow. like that. So that's uh, awesome. Leaf Erickson. So wow. like, it's pretty nifty, but it's definitely oh, yeah. like, it was more, I got tired of drinking other stuff really. Okay. Yeah. And like, I, I love the buzz from it. You know, it's right. uh, bees do make the best buzz. So. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is that your tagline? It is. One that's of what them. I thought. Yeah. I think I saw that on there. Yeah. yeah. We've got some shirts there for that's sure. Super clever. <laughs> yeah. So if We're somebody walks folk. in, yeah, exactly. Tell me about if we walk into your, what do you call it? The, uh, the meat hall. The meat hall. Yeah. yeah. Somebody walks in there. So what we, are we going to see? We definitely kind of took a historical aspect to trying to build that, which makes sense. It's also a historical building down there. Mm-hmm. It got built during the last pandemic, actually. Wow. And it, the biggest renovation it's ever had was us during this pandemic. Okay. It for looks, those that don't know, hold on a second. We're on Route 66, right on downtown. You can't miss it. If you're in downtown, you're going to come right across it. What's your next door neighbor? It's right next uh, to... Right next to Proper Meats. Proper Meats. Yeah. Yep. Where the old Grand Canyon Cafe used to be. Exactly. You can use that Martin's parking lot there to park. It's also our parking lot. Perfect. Nice. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but you go inside and we kept the 100-year-old floor and the 100-year-old ceiling. We restored kind of back to a more original state for them. Mm-hmm. And we built it. It looks like, I think the best descriptor for it is looking at like the inside of a ship, but upside down. Wow. So it's got these big ponderosa pine wooden ribs that go up and over the whole thing. Beautiful. With uh, on the roof, a center line of the ponderosa pine running all the way to the back. Did you design and that? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Me and my wife. Yeah. Really? I mean, she's really the brains behind the operation. I, I've got a wife like that too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bounce a hundred ideas off her and the one that sticks is usually the one that's the right one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It. When yeah. we started renting that space, she kind of had the paperwork ready before even letting me know what she oh, was wow. thinking with it. And so it was... That's awesome. Yeah. She she knew what she was doing. Let's give a shout out. What's her name? Kelly Zarnecki. Kelly Zarnecki. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job, Kelly. Yeah. Amazing yeah. job. Thank you, wifey. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk in the door and you see all this cool upside down Viking ship essentially, and then you can say different flavors or yeah, how does you can it work? come in you can get flights you can get awesome. glasses you can get a horn of mead you can come in and buy bottles there okay and so pretty much any way you can think of to drink it we definitely recommend people that aren't familiar go in and get a flight it's yeah. one of the cheaper taster flights in town okay and you get six different meads in there and you can kind of get an idea it's sort of like beers where not everybody's going to like every beer sure and so we want to offer a variety of flavors to, to fit any palate that makes a lot of sense do you have food to go with it or is there we any do kind of not snacks? i wish we did but proper's pretty awesome as long as they're open they'll actually run stuff over for Great. us and okay. so will Martin sometimes as well as the pizza place will sure. bring stuff over so yeah. we'll leave the food to the food masters <laughs> <laughs> keep the mead to the mead masters as well exactly right? exactly yeah. so you're talking about distribution where can somebody find this stuff I mean you have it all over in grocery stores and yeah, gas Whole stations. Foods all across the state carry it here in Flagstaff a ton of the gas stations carry it mm-hmm. a Majestic Market Grand Canyon Spirits Beaver Liquor pretty much everywhere in town that carries alcohol carry our product that's awesome that's how many right. different flavors are you up to Ooh, right now we have 15 on tap and I think 17 in the bottle. Wow. I think in total, I think we've done close to 40 now, different really? flavors. Is it like beer where you have the big vats or is it in smaller quantities? How do you do that? Yeah, it's we start off a lot like beer. And okay. that's one of the things that I really like about mead is that it is a whole lot more water conservative than mm-hmm. some of the other alcohols out there. To make a liter of beer takes about 300 liters of water wow. if you include the upstream costs of growing the grain. Sure. Um, grapes require more water than grain right. does. So you're looking 700-ish liters for a liter of wine. Wow. And with mead, we don't water the bees. That's called drowning them. <laughs> and so uh, with mead, you're looking at, I mean, they definitely use bees in some agricultural sure. areas sure. and stuff like that, but you don't need the agricultural areas to get okay. honey. Okay. You can have them be out harvesting wildflower or whatever. Right. And so for a liter of mead, which most of our stuff is 13%, I don't recommend drinking a liter all at once, <laughs> but a liter of mead takes about three to four liters of water. To oh, make. wow. Especially with all the issues that we're yeah. having in the Southwest totally. now, it's a huge component of what we're trying to bring people's awareness sustainability to. Sustainability is the key topic, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, totally. 
avoid drying up Lake Mead. Drink That's mead. awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. What do you do with the honeycombs once you get done with them? Is that something that you guys repurpose? How does that work? Back to the bees they go. Okay. Because wow. usually the extraction process is pretty gentle, and so they can go back to the bees, and the bees just start using them again. Wow. Uh, most Almost all of our honey comes from mountaintop honey. Okay. We have a few hives that we use for like educational stuff. We have a YouTube channel. If you're oh, cool. into bees, go yeah. on and type in Drinking Horn Meadery, and it'll pop up, and you can learn I about bees I used to love to go stuff. to the farmer's market over there off of 4th Street. I always had that bee display. I don't know if you yeah. ever saw it back in the day. But His yeah, live we, hive. Yeah. 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 I take my kids in there, and they check it out. It was always cool to see them in action and doing their thing. And Great. So, yeah. I would love one. Oh, yeah. I'd love to get a live hive up, <laughs> yeah. in, up in our spot there at some point. Only a matter fantastic. of time, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Just give me a minute. I'll exactly. get there. <laughs> what days are you open? Are you have seven days a week? Or? Seven days a week. We're okay. open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, and then 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. on Friday and wow. Saturday. Nice. Late for date so, night, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. We found that we were only open until 10 o'clock Friday, Saturday, but we found we were kicking everybody out like right they as they were quite coming done. in. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was like, okay, let's push that back. I don't hardly bit. get out for date night anymore. Obviously, with COVID and everything else was crazy and dealing with some of the flooding issues that have happened lately out in my neighborhood. But yeah, we need to get downtown and get a date night going and stop by and check out your place. I'd oh, love absolutely, to be a part of it. man. We'd love to have you in. Yeah, look forward to it. Anything else we're forgetting before we go? I think that's the most of it right there. You know, okay. we've got new flavors coming out all the time. We've got a raspberry lemonade coming out in the next couple of weeks. Okay. I was just tasting it yesterday and it is that dangerously delicious. delicious. That sounds very good. <laughs> we're here with Evan Anderson. So Evan, if somebody was more curious, do you have a social media? Do you have website? Everything. Everything. No matter what social you're on, we're there. Whether okay. it's, I mean, just look up Drinking Horn Meadery or at Drinking Horn Meadery on whether you're in Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We have a Meadcast actually nice. that we do where we've got maybe about 20 episodes or something wow. out by now. That's awesome. And so there's usually like, we, we just try to go over Viking stuff, bees, mead, everything related in that sort of Where do of you find the time so, to do all this stuff? Oh, I don't, don't, I don't sleep, sleep right? anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the life of a local business owner. That's <laughs> yeah. how we all do it, I think, is we have the lack Small of sleep, business, right? We just don't yeah. sleep. Yeah, it's amazing how you week. can operate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, I went back in college, I thought, man, I had to have 10 hours of sleep, I think, you know. But right. As you get older and especially as you start having businesses, you realize that you can operate on almost no sleep many days in a I row. I love coffee. Exactly. Coffee is a great thing. One more time for those who don't know the word meadery, how do you spell meadery if I was going to go look it up online? Absolutely. M-E-A-D as in dog, E-R-Y. Great. It gets confused with meadery and considering that the proper is a meadery, right. we have a meadery and a meadery right next to each other. What are the odds of that? Well, I know. It's a little right? tricky sometimes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop by this meadery before you go to that meadery. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thanks for being a big part of our community. We appreciate it greatly. I love your story. I think that you guys are on to some great things. I can't wait to see where you're at in five, 10 years from now. And I'm sure it's just going to be bigger and better as it continues to grow. It's just cool. I love the local stories. So hey, well, I appreciate it. Keep up all the great work. Yeah, thank you. Will do. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, buddy. You bet. We'll see you again soon. That was Chamber Biz Buzz with Clay McCausland and for Julie Pastrick. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on the radio.